All right, and welcome to another episode of Sports Biz from an agent's perspective. All right, you're with your host, uh, Zila Kangelani uh, Chester Mbekela. And uh, yeah, man, episode number 37. Guys, you know, uh, excited to be bringing you guys another episode, um, you know, of genuine sports content. Um, but just before we dive into today's topic, Just want to shout out um, our affiliate, Nintendo. All right, Nintendo gaming console. Um, I mean, I'm sure it needs no introduction. Nintendo is probably um, the biggest, you know, gaming console to come out of Japan. You know, these guys have done very well in, um, you know, securing sort of like a global market through the Nintendo Switch, and that's actually the gaming console I want to talk about today. Um, you know, the Nintendo Switch, man, has been a life changer for me. And funny enough, before I moved to Japan, I wasn't really big on Nintendo. Um, I've always known Japan for, you know, gaming consoles like Sega, um, obviously Sony PlayStation, um, which is um, still one of the biggest brands as well. But when I moved out here, I actually got to discover just how big um, the Nintendo Switch really is, you know. And I mean, I've been playing the Switch for about three years now, I bought it. I bought it back in 2019. Yeah, and man, it's one of the most entertaining <laughs> gaming consoles. Um, and I love the games that I get to play on there. Obviously, my top three, without a doubt, um, I like playing Smash Brothers. Um, obviously, Mario. You know, if you're a kid who grew up in the 90s, you know, like me, then you definitely love Mario, uh, Mario Brothers, which is available on the Nintendo Switch. And then um, there's Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is quite entertaining, but it's not really my cup of tea. So I'd say the third game that I love to play is obviously esports giant um, Fortnite. All right. So for those of you who are gamers, avid gamers, um, just like I am, you'd know about um, Fortnite and how massive it is in the world of esports. All right. Um, so yeah, so these are the games I pretty much rotate on my Nintendo Switch, man. And again, you know, being a sports agent um, <clears throat> within football, you know, I've got to travel quite a lot. Um, I usually have to go to, you know, within the greater Tokyo area. So you've got club, you know, clubs in the outskirts of Tokyo, for example, in Yamanashi, in Shimizu, um, Tokyo City itself, you know, Kanagawa and Chiba as well. And with all that, you know, traveling, especially on the bullet train, man, there's only so much, you know, so many books I can read, you know, sometimes you just want to just log off and yeah, just play games. So having the Nintendo Switch with me has been a lifesaver, you know, it makes the trip that's, you know, that much shorter and it's just entertaining. All right. And obviously in shouting out these guys as our affiliates, um, the best intermediary to buy the Nintendo Switch is none other than obviously um, Amazon. All right, because they really sell it at a very reasonable price. And, you know, to be able to access it, I'll be sure to drop the link um, on the description so that, I mean, if you feel that, you know, you want to get yourself a Nintendo and you want to get it at a reasonable price, um, yeah, I would recommend using the link that I'll provide in the description below. All right, so we have a um, former footballer who's about to join us on the podcast today. And uh, yeah, man, so let's check it out. Do not go anywhere after the break, right? Make sure you guys come back so we have an opportunity to, you know, get to know the journey of this uh, former footballer and now current um, attorney, lawyer, slash uh, coach. You know, he has his own program that he runs to mentor and coach young youth soccer players. So, yeah, man, um, don't go anywhere. And, yeah, let's hear his story. All right, see you guys after the break. Fano, can you hear me? Hi, how are you doing, Kange? I can hear you, yeah. I'm okay, now. no, all good, man, all sure. good. Um, yeah, I can hear you clearly as well. So that's good. Sure. So before we start, man, how are you doing, dude? Yes. Hey, <laughs> it's been, it's been, man. Yeah, I'm good, bro. Like, yes, we... 2020 was rough, 
but yeah. we made it out, eh? You made yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yo. Are you are you in Joburg or Pretoria? I'm in Pretoria, I'm in Pretoria, yeah. I'm okay. yeah, but I'm I'm not staying in Queensland anymore. I'm staying in Silver Lakes now. My mom's just still that side though. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's good. Uh, uh, things have, you, uh, you play, married man. yet, kids? Um, getting married in July, man. Getting yeah, uh, July. Nah. yeah. Nice. Um, is it yeah. still? Because I'm. Is it still your long time girlfriend? Um, yeah, still, still my long caller. Yes, okay. yes, man. Okay. Yo, you, you still, you still in tune, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you had on your Facebook. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that that's yeah. awesome, man. Yes, dude. I wish I could have been able to come home. Um, I mean, I know I'm not invited, but <laughs> but you'd be there to share the celebration. Exactly. Like, what are you saying? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You no, know, there's always cool. there's always the the celebration after the wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, How least, things with you that side, man? No, nah, I think things are good, man. You know, I've been in Japan five years now, bro. Um, mm. Five years, you know. I came here, obviously, as a rugby player. And then mm. um, 2019, just before lockdown, uh, well, just before, you know, 2020 happened, mm. I just decided to to retire, man, you know. And, and it's weird, funny, you know, because I was, yeah, bro, I was, I was playing amazing rugby. Like, sure. I was literally... At the top of my game, and then something just said to me, "Yeah, this this is it," you know, really? because that season, yeah, because that season we won the league, and we mm. got promoted to you know a higher division, which is just mm. below like the the top prem, mm. and then with all that happening, I I walked away, sure. <laughs> you know, um, but I'm glad I did, man, because I had nothing left, and that and I actually said this to um to the coach. And the coaching staff and everyone, I thanked mm. them and I was like, but I was like, guys, I've got nothing left to give you. Like I'm, sure, I'm tapped out. Sure. That was everything I gave this season. That was all I had left. You know. Yeah. And, and you don't wanna, you don't wanna then um, have them carry the burden of you on a exactly, slump. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Um, but luckily, you know, because you know I've got a degree and everything, they were like, okay. Um, we'd still love you to work for the company because the team, so what happens is in Asia, a lot of the, the professional sports teams are owned by companies. Okay. So okay. how they get you over here is the company sort of uh, gives you a job, you mm. know, to immigration. They say, okay, we're employing this guy for him to come over and play, you know, play rugby or play soccer or whatever, you know. Sure. Um, so after I retired, I was like, all right, so what's, I wonder what's going to happen now. And they were like, no, look, you know, you can still work for the company and we'd still uh, love you to just come on a consultancy basis for the team, okay. you know, um, just to share, um, your thoughts, especially with the younger players. And I was like, no, I'd be keen to do that, you know, sure, but I was sure. like, in terms of playing nah, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And I didn't want to be a coach because I know I'm not a good coach. <laughs> sure. You know? you know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah um, and then with all that, you know, meeting people, networking, I met a person who was who's involved with the Japan Football Association, and okay. I was like, I'm looking to get into the agency game, and you know, um, yeah. and yeah, I took his contact details down. He sent me emails, um, you know, just about how to sign up and how to take the test, how to get, you know, basically the registration process and everything. And mm -hmm. I just for it, and it was it was refreshing, you know, Fano, because this was a sport I know I didn't play, so it sure. forced me to work harder. You know? Yes, yeah. so that's yes. why I chose soccer. Um, but yeah, no, not nothing, no bad blood with the rugby, but I just felt like I had achieved and gotten everything I could out of it from it. Yeah, the fresh start, you know. Yeah, no, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. yeah. But anyway, this is not about me. This is about you. We're gonna talk about you know um, your football journey. Um, sure. But just before we dive into that, please give us your self-intro. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. So basically, Fanone Wataru is a 27-year-old um, ven proud vendor man <laughs> uh, <laughs> who was uh, born in, in, in Venda in Limpopo, lived in Pretoria most of my life, but to sum myself up, I'm, a, I'm an inspired, driven, highly favored and highly blessed lover of sports and ex-football player, but currently coach and lawyer. Okay. To sum myself up. But uh, 
that's that if i had to introduce myself that's that's my business card all right no, <laughs> no but listen no, that that's that was very good man that was very well put very well put very well put i can i can tell you you know you're, you're the lawyer type you know you articulating you, you're just hitting the bullet points hitting the bullet points. <laughs> all right okay okay fine and then um obviously the next point that i want to discuss is so at what mm. age did you start playing soccer I started playing soccer at under five, man. Uh, I think I was, yeah, we moved here. We moved to Pretoria when I was five, mm. 99, when I was four. Okay. And the first thing my dad did was put us into Mr. Rangers. Uh, that was like the, that was the king of kings in Pretoria. In, in Pretoria. That was before Arcadia Shepherds became who they are, who they okay. were then. Mm-hmm. So I started at four and I played under in the under seven age group because I'm a big boy. Okay. That's where <laughs> that's a boy from the get go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been I've been this size. I've my, my friends always joke and say I've been this size since I came out the womb. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I started about about four years old, and that's where that's where it all began, man. I Mr. Rangers, and I I didn't stop until until my body couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. And then um, obviously, I mean, uh, starting soccer and everything. Were there any other sports that you were sort of like intrigued of? Because you know. When you're yeah. young, you want to sort of try a little bit of everything, you know. Um, yeah. Like, for, for example, your older brother, Godfrey, you know, he, he was, you know, athletics, soccer. Mm. And mm. Which other sport did Godfrey play? No, I'm not sure. But um, in your case, I, were you also soccer, athletics, and, and everything. other sports as well? Everything. So I actually excelled in, in almost everything I did other than swimming. <laughs> yeah, I was pop. I was pop. I was pop. Um, I played, I played cricket. Uh, I was a medium. I'd say medium pace bowler. Okay. I actually, I actually, I think I'm, I'm. I stand to be corrected, but still have the high jump record for under thirteen okay. in Victoria North. Uh-huh. Um, so I went to, I went to inter provincials, came third for high jump. Okay, uh, under thirteen, and I also made um, blue bulls. Uh, oh. under 13 okay but yeah right but the, the rugby yeah 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 that's hectic i was oh. i made craven i made craven Vierk and mm-hmm. um it just happened to coincide with the interprovincial tournament for the john collier interprovincial tournament for soccer uh, uh, uh. i was like ah craven Vierk. John Collier, <laughs> so I can see me another day. I actually, yeah. I had, I had everything. I had, I had the, like the, the track suits ready. Everything was uh, done, uh. and then we got like the invite to say, yeah, we're we're going, and it, the the days clashed, and that was yeah. the last time I played rugby. Look, look, to be honest with you, man, um, I wouldn't say you made the worst decision. Hey, look, I mean, I've got no regrets about mm-hmm. you know my rugby and where it's taken me and everything um i mean it it allowed me to see the world and everything but i do um because i mean i also have a young nephew and he was big into rugby i encouraged him to just play football because he's good at football as well i was like mm-hmm. just play football you know yeah just play for rugby hey it comes with t's and c's applied bro. Sure. <laughs> t's and sure. c's applied 100 um okay no so uh, multi-talented um, yeah okay all right and then so at what age were you like okay you know oh shit i think i might have something in this you know football thing we like at what <sighs> age? i think it was under 15 eh? um okay. we okay. went to the nike because i mean before then so i joined the, the tux football academy at under 14 so and then under 15, we went to Nike Cup. Uh, they, it's the semi-finals, basically, because the final is in is in Manchester. Okay. But we went to the Nike Cup uh, qualifiers here in Joburg, and it was the first time that Tux, a team from Tux, had made it out of the group stages. Okay. And we, our under 15 team, got to the final of the qualifiers, and we lost to Pirates, who then went on to to um, the actual Nike Cup tournament in, in England. But I think after that game, mm. it was when I realized that, like, actually, I could do this. Okay. Like, okay. If I'm playing, if, if, if we're competing now at a level where, where one 
goal away from playing in an international tournament and possibly being scouted by the biggest clubs in the world, then let's do this again. Maybe mm-hmm. we can go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're one, yeah, yeah. We lost one though. Um, so, and parents, I think, went on there to make it to the semis. Mm-hmm. They lost to some Mexican team, but also like, if if I, that's when I knew my where my level was. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right. And then in joining um, the Tux uh, youth football team, um, obviously, you know, you were playing soccer at school as well. And mm. obviously, when you join the Tux youth football team, that's like getting extra, you know, sort of practice, extra game time. So obviously, you become fitter, you become mm. better, you know. Um, mm. So tell me, how was the experience, you know, of um, playing for Tux, uh, youth, like the youth football program? Like, how is their program? For me, it was a whole different thing. So I left, I, I, I went to Clapham grade eight, and then I left and I went to Tuck Sports School. Okay. So they have, they have a sports school, they have an academy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it was, it was so like life-changing because professional, right? it was professional, you know, mm-hmm. like the environment, you're in a bubble. You're literally, you live, you live outside of what most kids your age live in. You know, That's you're, true. You're training in the mornings, you've got... Um, a state-of-the-art gym that like mm-hmm. international athletes come here to train there. You got state-of-the-art facilities. Um, you're exposed to nutrition, uh, psychology. Like we had that, you know. Time you, out cafe, baby. Time out. Cafe. Everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hundred um, percent. You're taught. You're taught how to be a professional, and I think that was the that was the environment and that was the bubble that I was in mm-hmm. for for such a long time, and I think. That was where I played my f- five years at Tux, but within the three of the five years, three years I was at the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I think I, I, I played my best football, to be honest with you, because oh. I was a professional. Like, yeah. I, I, I wasn't, I, I was treated like a professional. I wasn't a professional mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. but my, my mentality was you're 17, but you are a professional. You got to carry yourself like one. Yeah. You got to train like one, yeah. and, and that's it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was the environment there. Yeah. No, that that's flip. That, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Um. Okay. No. So so Tux. Um. Yeah. I, I like what they got going on in that uh, school of theirs. All right. So just quickly, um, as an example, what is the normal day of a kid who goes to that uh, to that Tux sports school? Um. How does the how is the like the day or your your guys' schedules? How are they organized? So we would we would train at six in the morning, and then so six to eight is training. You go shower, have breakfast, a timeout cafe, <laughs> and then get on the bus. And then we'd go to Hrunkloof for school. Mm. School would be from 10, 10 to twelve. If you Only have two matches, hours of school. No, listen, listen. <laughs> if you have matches, oh, okay. <laughs> if you have if you have matches, because our our, our school day was so weird. Uh, if we had matches against other schools, we would have to leave school at 12 in order oh, to make the games at two, you know? So if we had matches, we would we would leave school at like half past 12. So after break, the soccer boys would leave um, and then we'd go play a match. If we don't have matches, school would be from 10 to 12 and then break until half past 12. Mm-hmm. And then uh, school ended at three. Okay, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's if you didn't fair. have matches, yeah. That's and then... Fair you'd go back to the HPC and you'd have your gym session. Uh, so your conditioning session. Mm-hmm. And then that would be from about half past three until five. You get a half an hour break and then you train with your club team uh, from half past five till seven. So we had a pretty jam-packed day. <laughs> no, nah, but that's good, man. They were teaching you guys yeah. to be really pro at a young age. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reason I'm, I'm asking about this is because, like I'm saying, as a Tux rugby alumni, um, I got to see um, a bit of a, you know, the football guys in the gym and everything. And I really liked, you know, um, what they were doing. It was really, mm. it was great conditioning, great mental coaching as well, that mm. they were grooming you guys to literally be thinking like pros that, you know, you got to get your gym session in. It's important mm. to get your education as well. But, you mm. know, with that as well, you, um, you basically were taught to balance your life, you know, between sure. your studies and your football career. So, that's really good. Okay. And now moving on to the next point. So when did Sundowns um, 
the, the football academy? When did that come into the equation? This was under 17 engine cup. Okay. Uh, I yeah, uh, we went to play engine and we played pirates again in the semi final. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like pirates have always been there in yeah. in my career. Uh, we uh, played pirates in the semi finals and I always played as a CDM my entire life. I played as a defensive midfielder. Okay. And but that game, our left winger got injured the game before, so they played me left wing. Okay. And we lost to Pirates again, 2-1, but I scored in that game. And Rulani Mukwena actually approached me after the game, mm. said, listen, uh, take my number, give me a call. Uh, I need, I want you to come to Sundowns. So, crazy story, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we, I, I take his number, I, I text him on WhatsApp, I say, hi coach, it's Fano. Uh, when would you like me to come trial? And the thing is, the end, the Sundowns, I think their trial period is about 11 weeks. Okay. And they just go to satellite teams and bring the kids and they cut them down to what the number that they take. But okay. I entered, because Coach Rolani spoke to me at the engine tournament, that was the last week of their trials. So they had already had a, probably about 40 players that they need to cut down to about 30 that they were going to take. Okay. And I texted him and I said, uh, when should I come? And he said, be at Chlorkop at 10 o'clock. I think it was like a Wednesday morning. Mm, 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 mm. So I arrive at 10. When I get to the gates of Chlorkop, the security guard says, what are you doing here? I said, I'm here for the trials. He says, there's no way you're here for the trials. Trials started at 8. So I'm like, surely not. I said, here's the message from Coach Rolani. Uh. Here it is, right? So he says, oh, okay, go try your luck. So I get on the field. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So I get out the car. I'm panicking. I'm panicking because I'm like, surely I didn't just miss it. And it's not even my fault. Like, look, yeah. it's on me. Right? So I ran there and they were they were playing like a, a match. So they'd gone through the entire session and they were playing the match at the end of the session. Mm. And so intimidating. There's like eight coaches standing on the side. Man. Godfrey yeah. Sabuda, Coach Isaac, Coach Pizzo, everybody, Coach Rolani, they're all standing there. Mm. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. Sure. And I said, sorry, Coach, I'm late. But it, like Coach Rolani told me 10. Mm. And... And indeed, Rulani agreed. Like, I did. I, I said 10. My bad. He says, change quickly. So, changed. I had 15 minutes, Kange. Sure. I had 15 minutes, and I was like, these are going to be the best 15 minutes of my entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever you're going to play your heart out, this is what you're going to do. This is, yeah, yeah. But I, I run on the pitch, and I'm like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to my position, CDM, right? Mm. And he says, no, 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 up front. And I was like, <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking, Strike, wait, wait, this like, I'm a striker. <laughs> like this guy, this guy thinks I'm a striker, but it's because he saw me playing up front. Yeah, and yeah. lo and behold, I banged a couple in the in those 15 minutes. Okay, and uh, yeah, I scored a header and one from outside the box. Mm. And I'm sitting there, but I'm like, surely these guys have been tra training the, the past two and a half hours. I came here 15. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. And he called my name. Called my name and that's when it started. Yeah, that was insane, man. Was, he called that's... my name and, and that's when it started. And that was 2012. 2012. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I was still in school. It was crazy. Uh, I was at CBC at the time because I left I left Tux Academy because I I wanted initially to go to Vits, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Okay. I wanted to go to Bitvers Vits and I couldn't play for Tux and be at Vits. It would cause problems. So yeah, yeah. Um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to CBC. I'm going to get my studies in order. In the process, I'll be looking for a team. Okay. And then the Sundowns gig came up and, yeah, it was uphill from there. All right. Okay, and then tell me, so when did Sundowns establish sort of like a relationship with Clapham? Because I saw in mm, some of the mm. pictures that you sent, you guys are training at Clapham High School. Yeah. So, so how, the how did that come about? I don't know exactly when it happened, but it was very close to my time of joining because I I was part of the first cohort that actually went to Clapham. Okay. Uh, so it was, if if not a couple of years, two years before me. So I'm guessing 2016, 17. Not, okay. not 16, 17, 20, 2011, 2012, oh, okay. around there. But what they did was they were they wanted to use their facilities. Okay. Also needed a place to put their kids, like they to take them to school. You know? Okay. But so, you were still at CBC. I was still at CBC. So they used to fetch me from CBC. 
to go and <laughs> no, I was that kid. I was that kid. I was I was the kid leaving leaving class to go play at Clorcorp and having a whole sundowns bus come and fetch. I was like, oh man, hey, that's a level you stay in, man. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, the, the, that those are misses. Is that what you met where you met your missus in high school or was it? No, we met we met in when I was in grade nine. I was like, we weren't even in the same school. She was in girls' high her entire time. Okay. I was sucks. We just we met we met at a at a party in grade nine, and it's okay. been yeah, we've been we've been busting ever since, man. Hey, now nah, that that's good stuff, man. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. So next question now. Um, so when did when did you decide to call it time? You know, with your football career <laughs> and actually choose a career path in academics for example law mm-hmm. so i was playing i was in the sundowns academy for three years and then i mm-hmm. played reserves and then so i played under 17 19 19 for about three years because mm-hmm. I, I trained under 19 i was still 17 or for yeah. two years yeah and then it was reserves but now for me it was like let's let's think now <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. you've yeah. been here you've been here for five years mm. percy you played with him he's signed mm. uh fifi signed ace signed jason mm. signed so i'm seeing mm. guys who i started with are all are all like they're gone like we all have contracts. Contract. Mm. yeah we all have contracts but there's different levels of contracts right yeah 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 so so they they are getting contracts that they can actually make a living off of, and I'm still getting a contract that I'm like, uh, I can play reserves and hope that I get you know the big deal, right? Mm, mm, mm. Or I can leave, yeah, and sit somewhere else. So I actually then went, um, but I was still contracted with with Sundowns. I didn't even got my clearance yet, mm. and I went back to to Tux. I met Tux Spartek. Um, and I played there, uh, so Spartek would be the, I, I'd say the reserve team of Tux. Okay. You that way, because you have, they have the team in the NFD, mm, mm. and the, the team immediately under that is Spartek, which plays in the Castle League, so it's like third tier. Okay. Third, third tier, yeah. Okay. Um, and I went back there, and, um, I, within a couple of months, lost my knee. Oh, so I blew. I had no ACL, no meniscus. Everything was gone. Seriously? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had like a massive hypo. I think it's a hyper extension, and mm. that was. It. And I took. I had my op, and coming out of my op. But at this time, I was already in varsity, so I always had the balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The decision. It was never a thing of like I'm only doing this. Mm, mm, um, mm, it was like. I, that was the deal that my dad had. Was yeah, you, I will support you, whatever you do, but you gotta have a balance. So no, that's and, and that's fair, man. That's fair. Yeah, I had so, the same my folks yeah. as well with the rugby mm. thing. Yeah, so I totally get it. Yeah, so when I lost my knee, that was when it was like, okay, that's it. Um, that's because the I mean the doctor had told me that I've got two years to come back. Mm, and that time, long, like, man. Yeah, it's too long. And at that time, do I re- try and renegotiate with, with Sundowns? Because I wasn't really on loan, but they kind of mm. let me go. Mm. But I'm still contracted with this. So it was weird. It was like a weird, you know, uh, I don't have my clearance yet, so I'm still kind of their player. Do I want to go back and try my best? Or, or it, was, it was just a weird time. It was just yeah, a weird time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I just decided, you know, that's it. Let's, let's let this go. <laughs> yeah, now I, I get it. But now, you know, just before you know, we obviously um, just carry on with talking about your career in law, how mm. did that make you feel, though, bro? Because I can't imagine it was easy, you mm. know, to walk away when you weren't even like you, you were still so early in your prime, you know, you still mm. had so much to give. But mm. clearly, what happened was a sign that, okay, maybe this is not the path that you should take. But it's still, it's still painful. Funny. Yo, to this day, it still, it still hurts, you know. <laughs> it hurts, eh? yeah. How, it's... yeah, how did you take it emotionally, dog? Because honestly, this is something that you know you had been doing for years now, so it's sort of yeah. been second nature to you, you know. Yeah, so now to be told that 
or to to know that okay you can no longer um play this game at the level that you know you can play like how did that mm. make you feel it was i i went into i won't lie i went into a really really deep depression it was yeah. it was tough man like mm, 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 it was very tough for me but and it was it was a depression and a denial you know i yeah. in my head you were in my head I, oh yeah in my head i still i still thought like like you know when you're afraid of bumping into people you know yeah like, we're going to ask you that question right hey how's it going how's the recovery when you going getting back and in, in your head you know that you've called curtains but you yeah. can't admit it to me you know um and and it was a very difficult time for me because mm, i i just yeah. i didn't accept i hadn't accepted that that was the end of the dream you know mm, mm, and mm. i tried man i tried to i did, i did i went to buy kinetics and uh tried to like speed up the recovery hoping that i'd get back into it and then you attend 6 weeks and then he says okay cool let's go do a track day and then you pop your hamstring and then oh um, yeah because that's what happens it it weakens yeah. everything else yeah the injury flipping out yeah that was the, that was literally yeah <laughs> that was it it was yeah so yeah. so how how did you overcome it like what helped you to get over it? like was it you know the support of your family um mm-hmm. just you know your your misses and every, like how how did you get over it the kids the kids kangi um i started coaching oh, i realized yeah. that like it's i need to stay in football i can't run away from it because i love it right mm, 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 mm. and then i started coaching kids and that's okay. how i got over it that's how i became like comfortable with the fact that i'm no longer a player mm. but now i I coach. I am a coach. I own my club. I I'm giving back like I'm paying it forward. That's good, I mean? man. That's amazing. Yeah, that's what got me through. Obviously with the support of my my family and my missus like she she's been by my side the whole way through. Mm, mm, um and even when I made the decision to start this business, my mom also she supported me all the way. She used to laugh at me and say, <laughs> "Yeah, well, back then she would laugh and say you're driving you're driving your petrol costs more than what you make from your coaching because at that time I had three kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but I was like mom 10,000 hours. Mm. Because mm. now you're an expert at it, you know, and it's yeah, just going to be growing. We're doing very well. We're doing mm. extremely well. Yeah. No, that, that that's amazing fun. Okay. And now let's just talk about um so I mean that chapter had to and you know unfortunately close, but mm. as you know, man, you know with everything everything happens for a reason and everything mm-hmm. always works out in the end you mm-hmm. probably find that what happened you know um and this i actually heard from a very good friend of mine he was like sometimes things don't happen to you they happen for you sure you know? because sure. with that happening to you it forced you to really you know go hard go in on you know on the studies and mm-hmm. now you're you're a successful lawyer man um mm-hmm. so how How's the how's the career been in law so far? It's been insane, man. I mean, I um uh, I I did my articles last year by the grace of God. I got articles during COVID. Mm. 2020 I got articles. And I was at a I was I was at a, a, a firm with a lot of culture. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately they just weren't catching up with the times. Yeah. Yeah. Um it 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 was just one of those and yet again that the the favor that i have from from the almighty through an opportunity in my lap that i'd never thought i would be i would have you know i i currently work for the number one delivery firm in the world yeah. uh, not not in south africa not in africa you know the world a, baba yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a lot to to you know to kind of process that like you went from a relatively okay smallish firm in South Africa to mm. like you're now playing with the big dogs a UK based firm called Radiant Law mm, mm. and um we have the fastest delivery time of any firm in the world and it's it's crazy it's like a whole different shift man like mm, you know, you're, you're like how did you get to this and then you realize that you're favored and like you're saying things happen for you yeah do things happen for to you, you. And, um, yeah so things definitely happened for me in the mm-hmm. past in the past year i just recently started and it's been amazing it's been that's amazing. amazing man that's that's inspiring to hear all right yeah. and then um 
you know, just quickly about, you know, the structures in SA football. Like, mm. in your opinion, what are your thoughts and comments? Do you feel that the right players are coming through? Because for me, Fano, man, you know, the way we do at National Eleven, for me, there's no mm. excuse mm. at National Eleven. There's no excuse as to why South Africa isn't dominating African football when we have facilities like the High Performance Center. You know, what you've just told me about, um, you know, the tax football and the culture that they have going on there. Mm. For me, there's honestly no excuse because, again, and I never like to compare the two, but because I come from a rugby background, I know how mm. the structures work there and the ranks that one mm. has to climb to, mm. to get to the pros, you know. Mm. So that's what I want to ask you about the football is where do you think we fall a little bit short? Because I honestly... For the life of me, I don't believe that the best players are the ones we're seeing on TV. For sure. There's a disconnect, Kange, and the, uh, the, you see, and I'll compare the rugby the rugby and the cricket structures, right? Mm, mm, mm. They also have their flaws because you need to be in a certain school. Oh, yeah, they in, <laughs> yeah, you need to be in a certain <laughs> bunch of schools in order to get to where For you sure. need to be. That, that's true. That's but true. what soccer doesn't have in South Africa is that progression from mm. Beliki rugby mm. to high school rugby, you know, when 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 a, when a kid who played Blue Bulls Crazy. at 13 gets to high school and plays Blue Bulls under 17, they know their trajectory. They know where exactly. they're going, right? So there's no disconnect. So the, the, the unions, the, the rugby unions are associated with the schools. So they control the rugby programs in the schools. Mm. And... That's that's how they feed the program. So you also you almost you you like you lessen the margin of error. Yes, there will be those who fall through the cracks, but you you lessen the margin of error because as the Blue Bull Rugby Union, you know that Pretoria is and and Limpopo is your feeder area. Mm. And mm. if there's a child in uh, Kwadlangala High School in Umalanga, mm. who should be at office, you make a plan to get him there. That's true. That's true. That's where there's a disconnect with soccer because you will have kids who play in township teams, mm -hmm. and the only way they can make it is to play for that one team that has connection to an ex Sundowns player and mm -hmm. brings the scouts. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, you have the schools that have facilities and that have resources that are pushing mm -hmm. soccer out. So you have school, big schools that have the resources that don't have soccer. That to me is wild. Yeah, that is true. It's, it's, still, it's yeah. still that cultural thing of we're holding mm -hmm. on to rugby and cricket. and But bringing soccer into a school like Boys High. At, at they the, do have soccer. They, they do, do but not at they the level that the rugby. Not, not, they're not investing it in, in a, the level that the rugby is. That, that's true. That's and true. if you put the same effort and resources into that, you'll start to see the pool widen. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that, that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, think that's I, I also fair. agree with that. And I think yeah. the reason why you, you can never expect those schools to fully buy into it is because they know when it comes down to it, they're going to lose a lot of talent, especially the fast black kids. Yes. 100%. <laughs> that's true. Gonna, yeah, because a lot of them are just going to choose to play soccer because invariably that is the sport that we always pick up from a young age. Yes. Especially um, our our previous generation, like us mm. who grew up in the 90s and early O's. Mm. Um, for every single kid, soccer was the first sport you play. I mean, for me, the first time I picked up a rugby ball, I was 11. And that's when I moved to Queen's College, which is, sure. you know, sure. that was the first time I played rugby. Before that, prior to that, I was the only two sports I did was athletics and soccer. 100%. But, you know, I saw from an early age that hey, I sucked at soccer. But so I just <laughs> mostly focused on athletics. Yeah. But when I got to Queen's College, that's when I got into the rugby. And then from there on, things sort of took off until I moved to Pretoria, you know. Mm. So... That's the tides what I'm are changing. That, what's that? I'm saying the tides are changing. The uh, you'll be surprised how many Afrikaans kids and parents don't want to play rugby anymore. Yeah, no. yeah, dude. Because yeah, <laughs> I, I promise you, dude. When I have a kid, he is not playing rugby. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. 
if I have a son or daughter, I'm gonna discourage rugby, man. It's, yeah. Um, it, it's not a, look. It's it's an amazing sport, and I'm grateful for everything it's given me. But I just, I don't. There are certain things about the system, mm. um, and this is not from a SA rugby or whatever, whatever. Because I mean, I live in Japan, but I still would never want my child to to play rugby because I I don't like the um, the union that governs the sport. Mm, mm. You know, the union that it would be like someone saying they don't like the like um, a union that governs the universal sport. Mm. Basically, that's mm. what I don't mess with, man. It's just and plus, re- I realized when I moved away from a market where rugby is a big sport that in other countries, rugby is a very, very, very small market, man. You mm. know, mm. and like I'm saying in Japan, the three biggest sports here, top three is baseball soccer and basketball those are like the three main sports of japan rugby is like number five and the only reason why people started liking it is because they had the rugby world cup in 2019 which was here yeah before that it was yeah i mean there are a few people who know about it and not trust me the the guys who come over here to play um rugby like that they've got very good structures the pro setup is good but Mm. the buy-in from the people it's still, it's yeah, it's still selected market. It would be like, um, how can I say, man? Like, just imagine the sporting essay, which is like the fifth or sixth choice. Mm, that mm, is what mm. rugby is in these other countries. And you get to realize yeah. that. And I think that's what also helped me get over it, you know, sort mm. of like sooner. Because when I was in essay, I was rugby mad, you mm. know? <laughs> you know. But when I left, it just, it started being less and less and less important and i just started enjoying other sports sure sure yeah okay so so those are your thoughts and comments and then okay now at at national level Mm. from your coach's perspective Mm. how do you think you know sa could fix its thing it's um it's problem because like i'm saying we grew up in the golden generation era of sa football where we were exposed to players who ruled not only in africa but went on overseas to dominate their soccer market and now you know with what we have to watch which is painful for the eyes like (laughs) coach tell us what is your opinion widen the base that is that is my that is my vision and the only opinion i can have on that and i'll touch i'll I'll delve into it a little bit more but i say widen the base Okay. The reason why I say widen the base, and it's the same philosophy that they apply in cricket, athletics, and rugby. Mm. They make sure that every single child picks up a rugby ball in an Afrikaans school. Mm. And make sure that every single child in an Afrikaans school gets somewhat professional training at a young age. Mm. So the mm. basics, handling, understanding the rules, how to tackle, those kind of things, right? Mm. So what you end up doing, and I don't even want to use the rugby analogy, we can even use what they're doing in football in, mm. in Europe, yeah. is what you end up doing is you, you widen the pool of children you get to select from. And in that, if you upskill everyone to make sure that the basics are in every child, when that child leaves, if, if a child wants to play soccer in South Africa and they leave primary school, they need to know how to do the basics. Like mm, to mm, mm, mm. It's up to that child to then differentiate themselves to the point where they can now make it pro. So mm. you, you increase the level of ability across the board. Mm, mm. And I'll, I'll put it in a simple analogy. We are currently in South Africa selecting our professionals from we, we have a pool of kids who are 30 percent good or players that are 30 40 percent good mm. and we are selecting those who are 70 percent good mm. of that group and putting them in the psl I see. if we if we take if we take the base up so we say the entire pool is now sitting at 60 percent mm. the entire pool is top class when it comes to their basics Mm. it makes it even more difficult to make it into the PSL because you have to differentiate yourself so much more than everybody else. And that's how they better themselves. 
now you now you're picking from from a player who's at 60%, not a player that's at 30%. Mm, mm, mm. And you have more players at 60%. So you to make it into the PSL, you've got to be 90, not 70. Exactly. You know exactly. So, so widen the base. Give everybody professional coaching. Give everybody the basics. Mm, Let mm. them all come up as children from under 13 with the basics. Let mm. them differentiate themselves, and that's what's going to fix South African football. Okay. All that's right. what I think. Yeah. That, that's fair, Coach. Thank you for giving us your, your, your pro thoughts there. Um, you know, um, that's very good. That's a very good analogy. Fun. Okay. And then um, our last point. Yeah, man, please tell us about your, you know, your football business. I know you've got a, a business where you're training kids and mm. mentoring them, basically. So, mm. yeah, please tell us about um, your business venture. So, the business is called Future Football Stars. Um, we started, I started this six years ago, like I said, when I got injured mm. and, um, the idea is exactly that we, we need to upskill the base. Mm. And that is our vision. Our vision is to take a child at the age of five years old that has never kicked a ball in their lives mm-hmm. and teach them functional movements so or how to run, how to jump. Kids mm. don't play like we used to do, Kangi. Like mm. you don't climb trees and stuff. No, that's, so true. You, that's true. You'll find a nine-year-old who still has like the the muscular structure of like a five-year-old because <laughs> what? They, they haven't developed. They haven't developed. They can't run. These kids, Kangi, it's crazy. I have kids who are ten years old that don't know how to run. They like they like all flimsy. It's like oh. spaghetti. You know what I mean? Because they don't play. Yeah, so, that's true. That's, they're inside the whole time. That's exactly. True. So that's that's what Future Football Stars does. Is we take kids that have never, we take everybody. Mm, mm, mm. So we get into the schools that don't have soccer, and say to them, "We'll take your kids that don't want to play rugby. We're not coming to take your rugby kids. We'll mm. take your kids that you will take your. You can keep your A team and your B team and your C team, mm. but your D team kids really don't want to play rugby. They just yeah. have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so we'll take them." And we'll teach them the basics mm. and then upskill them to the point where we think they are good enough mm. and then leave it to them and someone else to differentiate them to the point where they make the decision whether they want to go pro or not. We're, we're not, we're, I say we're not in the business of creating professionals. We're in the business of creating high impact individuals in our society. Exactly. And, and they can make their decision. If they, they make their decision. Pro, you know? Yes. But it it encompasses everything from the psychological aspect to tutoring to the football. I mean, the football is what the program is is orientated around, but everything else is an add-on to that because we need high-impact individuals because Mm. they can then decide, you know. But we've given them all the skills they need psychologically, physically, um, tactically, technically, uh, on the educational aspect, we support them there to make sure that they get there. Exactly. The rest is up to them. Exactly. You know I mean, you know, that's really no, that, 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 that's amazing. Fun. And especially because, I mean, look, being in the pro sports in, you know, industry, man. Um, yeah. Not everything is guaranteed in this industry uh, as beautiful as it appears to people outside looking in. It can also be a very harsh and cutthroat environment. Mm. And like I'm saying, I'm very glad, you know, my parents are also in my case about getting an education and everything. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, while you're tutoring and mentoring these guys, you're also expressing um, the importance of getting an education. Because, mm. again, you're not just trying to create athletes, you're trying to create upstanding um, mm. citizens, you know, ups, you know, guys who can, you know, who can be multidimensional, basically. Sure. Whereas if they, if they don't make it far in football, hey, who knows? They can still be an architect, a lawyer, mm. a teacher, mm. you know, in advertising, marketing. You know, the sky's the limit for them. Sure. <laughs> sundown. Shout out Sundown. <laughs> 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 but, uh, um, yeah, that was just a play on the word. But yeah. it's really good, man, to see that you are doing something like that and you're targeting football players because I really think that is the space where something like this is needed. You know, mm. there are so many soccer players. Everyone wants to turn pro. Everybody wants to turn up for Kaiser Chiefs, Pirates, Super Sport. So what it becomes is it becomes a, it's either that or bust. 
And I sure. think that's a very dangerous space to be in because that means if you're not as fortunate as your count as your friend um, who's able to get lucky and get that contract at Pirates, then you as the other guy, you're going to stay behind and, mm. well, that's it. You know, your life doesn't amount to anything. And I think that's really, that's a problematic way of looking at it because another great thing about you helping these kids get educated is that, listen, sometimes if you don't make it in that market, guess what? If you have a degree nowadays, bro, mm. you, can, you can get a semi-pro club that can get you work and sure. then you can play in that other country. And that's pretty much how I've been able to do the rugby thing in most of the countries mm. is that I, I was going as a semi-pro where I, you know, um, I negotiate with a club and the club does is they'll obviously pay me a certain percentage to play and then mm. the other one, they would tie it to um, hooking me up with either like a corporate gig with one of their sponsors. Mm. And that becomes a great way for them to network and for them to actually basically look out for their second career after playing. Mm. So mm. you might really, you, you might not be cognizant of the fact that you are really setting these kids up to really succeed, not mm. only on the football field, but you know, as professionals as well you know, mm. corporate or whatever they want to go into. Sure. You know, so now shout out to you, man. I'm glad you're doing something like this. And I'm sure it must be so fulfilling for you. It's amazing. It's, uh, I come home every day, like, it's, it's insane. It's a, yeah. There's no better feeling, man. There's yeah, literally yeah, no... Yeah. I mean, we well, had I a game know, today okay, and it's so now, Okay, crazy. so now answer, answer this for me. So mm. what if now Future Football Stars takes off to such an extent where you have to now choose whether you still want to, you know, work for um, a company you work for or focus full-time on future football stars. Which would you choose? <laughs> hey, I, hope, I hope my boss isn't listening. No, 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 no. This is not one of the best. You can It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I'm, I'm yeah. taking future football stars. This is my baby. This is my love, man. There's, yeah. there's, nothing, there's nothing that, I, that f can give you the fulfillment that this does. It's okay. that's why I've put my entire life into this, right? mm. and I won't stop. I won't mm. stop. Um, and then on, on the flip side as well, um, just obviously just away from your corporate job, away from future football stars. Well, while working with these kids, you do know that, that you could also become their agent. Let's say maybe mm. one of them mm. really becomes a massive star, you know, and they mm. get drafted by one of the teams there in South Africa to go pro. Mm. You being a lawyer. You are. You don't even need to get licensed as an agent. You are already quite. You already qualify to mm. become a representative. Would you do something like that? That was in the pipelines, Kange. I remember I, I, we spoke about the Tala yeah. Sports partnership. Mm. It was dev. We had we had we had massive plans, man. We we got together with this um, sports management agency, and they had a lot of the big rugby guys, mm. and they needed to branch out into soccer. Okay. Um, and they also had a couple of networks with some teams in the NFD and one in the PSL. And mm. that's why they approached me to say, listen, we need, we want to give you an end goal right, mm. for mm. your kids. We want, if a parent comes and asks you, uh, my child starts at five, where are they going to be when they're 21? You can give them an answer. Mm. You can say that they'll, you, they'll walk with you this whole way. They hit 19 and then you say, okay, here you are you have my you already have their trust because you raised them of course dude. you don't that's even have to you don't come in at a later stage and sell them dreams mm. They, mm. they won't even have to look elsewhere they already know you know they're like okay this is the person that i need to take me to where i need to be exactly that's it's i say it was because unfortunately the i don't know if you know about this um <laughs> zander Janse van Rensburg Blue Bull scandal. Uh, uh, um, I think I do. The one who was paying these kids or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. So, but he's not an agent, though. He's, he was no, he's not. High performance. High performance. Yes, he was the high performance manager at the Blue Bulls. Mm, 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 he was the owner of Color Sports. Uh, so, I find this out after the partnership, Isha. and he goes to jail. You are. <laughs> literally goes to jail. It's crazy. I'm telling you, this be one. He he approached me and he said, like, this is and this is the people he's managing, you know. 
And he had this whole oh, thing, and we were we are gonna take all these schools and blah blah blah. And here's the budget. And we had everything set. Then he goes to jail. You okay? Look, <laughs> okay. And and that was it. <laughs> but it's it, that's the long story cut short. But it's not it's not done yet. You know, I can okay. I think I think we can I can do it myself. That would have been the 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 I don't want to say the shortcut. But that would have been the, the nice way of getting there. Yeah, not, not necessarily. You really yeah, not, have the backing. Yeah, not necessarily shortcut. I was thinking in the sense where, especially where you're taking them from a young age, mm. that when you get to a, a place like where they become 19 and they're able to sign, where you mm. could just work for yourself. Don't don't work under any other agency. Yes. Do it under future football stars so that they no, know that this is and sort of like an academy that turns into an agency because, well, mm. the guy who's at the head is a qualified lawyer so mm. you're not some guy who you, you're not some um dude who's taking chances no sure. you know how to interpret contracts you know how to read contracts and everything so yeah I mean, that's what i was thinking that if um one of your kids is able to turn pro and they need representation would you be able to to step up in that regard so that's, that's what i was just talking about yeah that's the plan it's coming like i okay. said it's all in God's time. Oh, yeah, life. yeah, yeah. Take no, your, <laughs> your time, yeah. But stay away from, yeah, you see, that's why I avoid a lot of partnerships as well, man. That's why mm. when when I became a soccer agent, you know, I was also headhunted, man, by one of the biggest, you know, um, soccer agencies. Mm. Um, okay, obviously, I'm not going to say their name. And, man, mm. these guys, hey, dude, you know, corner office, you know, you get to use the company jet uh, to fly around Japan and mm. possibly overseas as well, you know, for scouting purposes. But as, as enticing as all that sounded, there's one thing that kept on ringing in my mind is that at the end of the day, this guy could still fire me. Yeah. And that just didn't sit right with me. So I was like, you know what? Um, thank you, but I'm going to go at this alone. He's like, yeah, you're a foreigner in Japan. And I'm like, that's all good and well. Mm. I'm going to go at it alone. You know, mm. so I took that chance and I'm happy I did, bro, because a lot of the GMs I've met with from clubs, they find it refreshing to be dealing with someone who's not because I'm the first I'm the first foreigner ever to to what's the name to be based in Japan and be mm. acting as a soccer agent. Sure. Yeah. Shut up. Man. So, yeah, dude, definitely first Africa. I, I, rep I don't just represent SA, dog. The African mm. continent. hundred <laughs> percent, man. And they get excited about it because they're like, yeah, no, look, because we're definitely, we've always eyed Africa, but a lot of them don't have ties to mm. be able to get those players. Sometimes they get lucky where a mm. Japanese agent will have maybe a contact in Africa, but mm. that, that's not always the case. So they're like, so having you here is basically creating a bridge mm. to the African continent, you know? Mm. And this one club I was speaking to, they have plans for young players where they want to bring young players in from academy stages, develop mm. them, and then help them get like big contracts either in Europe. So basically develop them and then trade them. Sure. But, you know, clubs sure. also want to make money from, from trading players, you know, that type mm. of stuff. But obviously it's a win for the players as well because they get big contracts as well. Mm. You know? mm. So, yeah, so, so those are the plans, man. It's, and it's just been, it's been a humbling journey, man. Everything I've done comes out of my own pocket, dog. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> but, Me too. <laughs> you know, but but, but, but it's, it's, it's liberating, though. Don't you feel liberated by it? It is. It is so liberating, man. It's crazy. Like, there's, there's no one that can give you enough, enough money to feel the worth that you feel when, exactly. when it's your hard work exactly. that it's being fruitful. You know? Exactly. Nah, but no fun, man. We'll, we'll see. Who knows, man? In future, maybe we might be able to do some, some collaborations. 100%. I like what you're doing. 100%. I like the mentorship you're giving. Um, and the fact that you're a lawyer as well, which is pretty much an agent. That, mm. that makes it even better, you know, mm. for potential collaborations in future. 100%. And, yeah, for me, I prefer collaborations, though, because yeah. collaborations gives each individual their independence, and then you just do like a joint project and then you still go your separate ways because mm. the partnerships they're the dangerous ones because imagine now if that zander thing had you tied into it as well yeah yeah you know <laughs> luckily <laughs> luckily luckily i was not tied into it yeah but yeah we just had to slowly redesign our website <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> don't yeah, don't make a big announcement. Just remove yeah. <laughs> certain things. <laughs> hectic, bro. Hectic. But now, nah, but 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 it's all good, man. Um, from my end, final that 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 was pretty much all I wanted to ask and just to get to know, um, about your journey because you know I hadn't seen you for years, man, and mm. you know time mm. and with time, you know, um, yeah, I hadn't seen you. I think the last time I had seen you before I ran into you. I remember running into you at Queen's Corner, the one yeah. time you're wearing your Sundowns kit. Yes, um, yes this was yes. years later. So mm-hmm. I definitely knew that there was a lot I didn't know about your journey. So that's why I wanted to get you on here and and just to talk about SA football, where it's at, and what could be done, man, to bridge this because it's tough to watch, um, you know, a country like South Africa, which has all the resources, struggle. Mm-hmm. You know. Really struggle. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's really it's it's a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one to follow. But no, but sure. But thanks for this opportunity, man. I really really enjoyed it. it was was a good a good chat, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a good chat. Thanks, man. I mean, All like, right. So before, look forward yeah, so before to our we journey. Have... So again? <laughs> I said I look forward to our journey forward. We, yeah, man. Yeah. Good vibes. For both bro. of us, you know. It's, good yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All right, man. So, how's how's how are the plans for the wedding coming along? Hey, man. I am fortunate enough that my wife to be is a tyrant. <laughs> she's gonna kill me because she can hear that. I'm playing. She's not a tyrant. She's I'm playing, babe. Uh, <laughs> no, she's by the book, man. She doesn't right. play. She doesn't play, man. She's got Excel spreadsheets and everything. She's, Keeping she's, you on your toes. Yeah, no, she's got everything. Yeah. No, no, but everything, like, we've, we're so blessed. Like, even the family, our both families are really participating. And, mm-hmm. like, we've got everything in order. Okay. By thanks to her, because she's literally got everything down to a T. Mm-hmm. And I just smile and say yes. All right. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. job, man. And that works for us. No, that works for us. That works for us. All right, uh, man. Now, if I know... Um, Again, man, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. Um, I really enjoyed our chat as well. And nice. yeah, we'll, we'll definitely keep in touch. We'll definitely keep in touch. Um, and again, if you spot any talent that you maybe want to share with me on LinkedIn please, or on WhatsApp, send the vid and um, yeah, we, we can collaborate. No problem. You know? 100%. 100%. Short okay, bruv, I've taken up enough of your time. I hope I didn't get you in trouble. Um, no, 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 no. Thank you, man. Thank you for all this. Right. Appreciate it, man. All right, I'll let you go now, man. All right, cheers. Cheers, brother. All right, so did you know that Sports Bears, from an agent's perspective, the podcast was actually parlayed from an ebook series that is available on amazon.com I get I bet you I bet you guys didn't know this but uh, yeah that is the case um, so when I started my journey as a sports agent I told myself that you know what I want to document this journey as it's actually happening all right? And then that gave me the idea that, you know what, to start an ebook series and to just basically talk about my experiences um, in sort of like an ebook series. All right. So the ebook series that um, we completed last year was season one. Four episodes of season one, where basically, guys, I talk about my journey in transitioning from being um, an athlete from being a player to actually getting into the business side of professional sports, right? I've always known that I wanted to be in the, um, the business of professional sports once I stopped playing, but I didn't know how, right? I bet there's a lot of, you know, a lot of guys who are athletes or a lot of guys who are passionate about sports who actually want to become agents, but they don't know how to become agents. Okay. This is where I recommend, I recommend that you get um, my sports biz from an agent's perspective ebook series. All right. 
that series literally details everything man it details um the process and it also details on how to get started um you know when you just want to open up your own shop your own agency how to prospect for clients all right and also um i also tell stories about the transfer window and i also tell stories about just my life in tokyo since i've been here all right trust me there's some epic stories that you would not want to miss that are over there but um all that aside the most important information that is on there is literally about how to get started as a sports agent and just how to navigate this journey because i don't have a mentor no one's mentoring me in this sports agency journey it's literally um through trial and error and it's literally just you know taking it day by day and going by instincts okay so make sure you get the ebook series man sports biz from an agent's perspective ebook series all right um and i wish you guys well on your journey man i wish you well on your agent's journey for any agent that's looking to come into the game or for any sports enthusiast that's looking to come into the game i wish you nothing but luck but make sure you get the ebook series <laughs> just kidding man but yeah i just thought i would um tell you guys about it because a lot of guys told me that they didn't know that my podcast was parlayed from an um an ebook series all right there was even a press release there was even like it was also in the media as well um because my podcast has just been catching on so much popularity here in Asia and in the African continent and then the one person just contacted me and was like listen i saw sports biz from an agent's perspective on amazon was this a book i was like yep it was first a book before i made it into a podcast so anyway i thought i'd share that little story and uh yeah man i hope you guys go out and get it i definitely recommend it and you won't be disappointed many more seasons are coming as well all right cheers <laughs>